Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana back today again for another episode in our podcast and wisdom for your everyday life, every single day. This podcast, you know, has been going on over a year. It's interesting because every time I do it, every day, it's just today. Many, many days have passed, but Whenever the day comes, it's just now, just today. So good morning, good morning. And the title of our podcast for today is The Koan of Everyday Life. And I really love that koan, and I love everyday life. And what I'm going to talk about is several things. What is a koan, actually? What is it? And what is everyday life? Same thing, same thing. Actually, we don't realize it. We don't realize it. But everyday life, every moment is actually a koan being sent to us. It's so wonderful to really see that. Because then our life and our day and the moment really, really changes. Transform. It, it doesn't change, but it opens up like a flower. Boom. You know, all of a sudden you'll have a plant or a flower and boom, out comes a blossom. And everyday life really blossoms when we approach it, when we're with it in a certain kind of way. When we really know that it's a koan, which let's start, let's go back a moment and start with what is even a koan. What is a koan? Some people told me the other day that they're going to be getting together uh, to work on a koan, how beautiful that is, and they're going to talk about it. <laughs> and I, I didn't have a chance at the moment to get into it more with them, to discuss it more with them myself, but the point is you, that's not really the way to work on a koan, to sit down, read it, talk about it. In fact, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. So let's start with what is a koan and why, why doesn't it, it doesn't make sense to have a, like a, a discussion group about a koan itself. Just when we are thinking about it, having ideas, having thoughts. You see, a koan can, is, a, is a question. Sometimes it's thought of as a challenge or a problem that comes to one in life that cannot be penetrated it can't be solved we don't know what to do about it now that's of course something that happens all the time we receive koans questions a challenge a relationship a change in circumstances many 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 things like that that we really don't know what to do we try the first thing of course that we do is we try really hard to figure it out that's what we always do because we trust our logical, conceptual mind, the thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. So we plan, maybe we'll plan a strategy, maybe we'll even make a to-do list, all of these things that we do in general. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that for certain kinds of matters, but it really won't work with a koan because a koan, by its very nature, is insoluble in that way cannot be solved logically, rationally, or intellectually. 
cannot. It refuses, just like life itself refuses to be solved logically, rationally, or intellectually. What my teacher always used to say, the real is not rational. Funny how the words of one's teacher, even though he's passed away recently, not that recently, but to me it was it's recent, um, they stay in one's mind. They stay words of truth, real words, don't go away because they're, they're taking you somewhere else. And where they're taking you is not to necessarily a logical, conceptual place. So we have our koans, no matter how much. And now in Rinzai Zen practice, a teacher will give you a koan and you work with it and you work with it and you go back on the cushion and sit with it. But working with it in Zen practice is not figuring it out. I mean, hopefully, what we do first is we get down on the cushion, we do our zazen, and we take the koan with us. A beautiful analogy to working on a koan in Zen practice is we sit with it, just like a mother hen sitting on her nest, keeping her eggs or little chicks warm. She just sits there. She sits. She accompanies the chicks in their growth. She doesn't keep looking to see if they're ready to be born or not. She doesn't leave the nest if she's tired or has to leave. She keeps those chicks warm. And when they're ready, in their time, peck, peck, the little chicks peck through the eggs and are born. I love that. I really love that. So the same with the koan. When it's ready, <laughs> it will peck, peck, and be born, be, be clear, Blue. It, I won't say it'll be solved, but I'll say it will bloom. It will reveal itself to you. So in Zen practice, you keep taking your, your so-called answer to the teacher during what we call Dakasan or Daisan, meeting with the teacher, usually during retreats, and you present your answer. You don't tell, you don't explain your answer. You don't figure out the answer. You present the answer presented to the teacher and the teacher most likely will ring the little bell no 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 keep going keep going toss you away out of the room can go on for years or you could solve your koan or this koan I should say will solve you you don't ever solve a koan it solves you it opens you the koan works on you you think you're working on the koan no 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 the koan is working on you guiding you, teaching you, maybe showing you the futility of your usual conditioned logical ways. And in a sense, there is a sense of futility about that because the more we do that, even if we solve a problem temporarily, another one pops right up again. So we're always living that way with life as a problem, with everyday life as something to be solved or worked out. But is that what it is truly? No. Just like a koan, everyday life is magical. It's magical. Just like the mother hen sitting on her nest, it's magical that these little chicks will be born, will grow, will peck the shell and come out and become a life of their own. Well, of course, not separate, but a life of their own. What a magical, beautiful moment. 
So when we take our everyday life as a koan, we're not really taking it as a problem to be solved in the usual way. We're taking it as an opportunity for wonder and for growth and for play. You know, my book is entitled Zen Play, Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive, and actually that's what a koan does. It bursts us out of our own little shell so we can be born, we can bloom, and become fully alive, not just little eggs in a nest (laughs) needing to be kept warm all the time, needing that shelter. Here, you know, today is raining and I'm looking at the beautiful little raindrops on my window and it feels kind of cold. So normally we want shelter. We want to be snuggled up. We want to be warm. We want tea. We we want, we want, we want. But a koan, when we're taking the rain and and the day as a koan, maybe we'll walk right out into the rain and feel the cold and, and laugh, have a good time because we can have a good time under all conditions, no matter what happens when we really take our lives as koans. So let's talk about it more, about this actual process of working with a koan and of bringing a response, not an answer, but a response. Now that's big difference between bringing an answer to something, to a person, to a situation, to life, and bringing a response, bringing yourself fully. Not reacting, not figuring it out, but responding to the situation with your whole self. And actually that is one of the outcomes of koan practice, many, many outcomes, but that is one. It enables us to be here, to to respond not to be caught, trapped, I would have to say trapped, in automatic reactions, thoughts, puzzles, feeling so stuck, I'm so stuck. Many, you hear that over and over again. Oh my gosh, I'm stuck in this relationship, I'm stuck in this job, I'm stuck in this country, I'm stuck in this body, I'm stuck. That's something we hear night and day, especially these days, sadly enough. But the truth is we're not stuck at all. <laughs> That's The koan show us the truth. Not at all. We're completely free and able to manifest our answer, bring ourselves, fully respond. We are, we, at any moment, the little chicks can burst out of their eggs, fly out of the nest. That's what we need to do, fly out of the nest. And that is what koan practice comes to teach us. So here we go back for a moment to the beginning, the koan of everyday life. You know, everyday life can seem pretty ordinary, maybe dull, often boring, routine. Oh no, another day. Oh, can't wait for it to be Friday. You know, again, we hear all these kinds of things. Can't wait for another day to come. Not this day. Another day will be better. No, 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 no. A koan does says no, no, no. This day, this raindrop, this moment, nothing has to be better. Right now, it's perfect. It's beautiful. It's only you. 
you who are escaping from this day, from this moment, from this raindrop, from this relationship, from this pain. We always want something different, something better, the next, the next, the next. Thinking that our happiness, our, our, our fulfillment, our pleasure lies in something else, somewhere else. Something has to change and then it will be okay. But that is not what koan practice teaches us. What koan practice teaches us is that no matter how the day appears, it's beautiful as it is. Don't look away. Don't see it through eyes of boredom, routine, through the conceptual mind, which is, oh, another day, it's all the same. Hmm. What do I have to figure out? What do I have to do today? Let me make my to-do list, routine. This mind dulls it, takes the joy, it takes the wonder away. No, 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 no. A koan practice doesn't do that. It starts by sitting with the day. <laughs> Just sit down. Just stop everything, which by which we mean the thinking, the hoping, while waiting for another day, looking at the day and saying, uh-oh. No, no, no. Just sit down in the middle of all of that like a mother hen keeping her chicks warm. Keep the day warm. Which means accompany it. Take care of it illuminate it honor it do we honor the day are we honoring each moment of the day probably not but when you sit with it when you enter it when you stop degrading it because that's what we're doing we're actually degrading the day by looking at it as oh, another day can't wait to get through this one uh, that's our life. This day is our life. This moment is here. We are here. It's an intersection. Boom. You know, sometimes you walk to the corner. The other day I walked to the corner and boom, out of the blue, I met a very dear old friend. Boom, we bumped into each other, so to speak, someone I hadn't seen for many years. Boom, a moment in time unexpected moment very beautiful very heartwarming moment in time well every moment is that same moment boom there's so much to meet but we're not available to it when we're lost in our thoughts about it our fears about it so if we take the day as a koan which means has no answer it's unknowable in the usual way unimaginable some of these koans you can't even imagine an answer what's the sound of one hand clapping unimaginable unknowable and yet you must bring an answer not give an answer but bring an answer what there are many wonderful koans even our own koans move the mountain without using your hands that's one of my koans move it that's unknowable in the usual way. And yet it must, must be responded to fully in Zen practice when you're doing koan, study koan practice with a teacher. And the reason we say a teacher, we mean another being, another person committed to this activity 
that you can interact with. It's not something that happens all, I mean, all alone, of course, when you're sitting, sitting all of a sudden, a koan can open up and you go, oh my goodness, I'm, I am with everyone and I'm solving it and that's, or it's, I'm, I'm seeing it and that's a wonderful moment. But it's not about hiding from life ever. That's why we go to the teacher or the one who's occupying that role for now. Because of course, everyone is a teacher. Everything is our teacher. And that's what our everyday life koan teaches us. Our life is our teacher. This raindrop is teaching me. It's my moment. Everything Zen practice is right here for you every single day and in all kinds of unknowable, wonderful ways. So my goodness, our time is almost coming for the day for this moment to a close. Since it's the holiday time and we, or we can get a little frantic with parties, presents, this, that, the other thing. It's a good time, very good time to take the holiday too as your koan. Be with it. Don't have to conquer it or succeed at it or get to every party or bring all the right presents. Just let the holiday itself be your koan. Keep it warm. Be with it. Explore it. Interact with it. Let it meet you as a very new and dear friend. Because one thing is true, koans make everything, and I mean everything, brand new. I've talked a lot for today, and um, so I just want to tell you again, thank you, thank you, thank you for your wonderful emails, and I love meeting new people. I'm getting, I meet new people, wonderful folks who are listening to the podcast, and we email together, and that is such a, really a joy and a, and a privilege. And the website for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Just scroll down, and there are many, 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 many podcasts on it, many for you to enjoy if you're so inclined. Okay? So thank you. And I will be uh, in Rockville Center at Malloy College December 29th, which is almost the new year, to offer a Zen talk. Um, at, I'll be there from 8.30 to 10 in the morning. If for some reason you're out near Rockville Center, Long Island, come on in and, and join us. I'd love to meet you there too. So thank you very much for listening. And I'm really wishing you, I'm wishing you a lot of fun and a lot of play and a lot of wonder with your koan of everyday life. And I'll talk about this more in the upcoming podcasts too. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day.